of our Lord, and welcome to Thy Strong Word. I'm your host, Brady Finner, pastor of Messiah Lutheran Church in Sartell, Minnesota. Thank you for tuning us in this morning on Worldwide KFUO, Christ for you anytime, anywhere. Today is Tuesday, September the 28th, and we gather this next hour around the gift of the true, the inspired and true Word of God, and we put on our Christ goggles to study Leviticus chapter 13. Today we get what I would consider to be the full meal deal concerning leprosy. When I read this chapter, I think of Naaman in 2 Kings chapter 5 when he goes into the river and, and comes out clean. Or the 10 lepers from Luke 17 when they ask for mercy from Jesus. And we realize as we go through this, and we're going to have to plow through this today, many verses, the seriousness of this disease, the need for priests to evaluate, and then we find out why Jesus tells the leper to go to the priest according to the Levitical laws. So as we see this, we see the need for cleanliness. And guess what? We have it in our Lord Jesus and by his blood. So today the gifts are ready, ready for you. Thy Strong Word is graciously underwritten by our friends at Lutheran Heritage Foundation. For more information on their great work around the world, visit lhfmissions.org, lhfmissions.org. Helping us, helping us to be strengthened by God's word this morning, we have, and this is the acronym I'm going to give today, we have Leviticus Leprosy with Lakomsky. Pastor John Lakomsky, <laughs> of co-host of Wrestling with the Basics here on KFUO. Pastor Lakomsky, welcome back to Thy Strong Word. It, it, it's always good to start with alliteration. <laughs> <laughs> Leviticus Leprosy with Lakomsky. What do you think? <laughs> That's great. I, I, well, that, it'll be titled that way on the web page <laughs> well i you know now i'm gonna have to change a few things so we'll see what happens okay. but <laughs> so right. pastor what's going on for you your family and anything new with wrestling with the basics uh well you know wrestling the basics is always new because <laughs> we have no idea what we're doing from week to week <laughs> so it's a, it's always new for us too uh and yeah we're 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 finishing up our stay here in, in the wonderful state that you live in minnesota just uh, three right. more weeks and we'll be heading back south because the snows are coming it's going to be 80 some degrees today brady which is like mm, 20 is. degrees over a normal for Minnesota, but it, it it's not going to last. <laughs> we know that. You know. That. So, <laughs> how about yeah, your family? So, What's going on for your family? Uh, everything's not not, a, not nothing special. We're just plugging along. Everybody's back to school and and uh, back to work and what have you. So nothing special there. Well, wonderful. Well, I tell you what, uh, the last week, uh, Pastor Lakomsky and his bride and, and his two stepdaughters um, came and stopped by Sartell. It was, it was wonderful. We stopped, we had lunch, we had a great time, um, and and uh, we ate at Blue Line here in Sartell. So, hey, if you're if you're near Sartell and you want to have lunch, let's do it. We'll stop by, we'll go to Blue Line, <laughs> and uh, that's what Pastor Lakomsky did. So I had a great time. Thank you again for stopping by. And Blue Line, for all of your listeners, is an interesting restaurant because it has a hockey arena right in the middle of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, that's, you a, know, that's what the Blue Line is, by the way. It's not the thin Blue Line, but it is the Blue Line of a hockey. Yes, <laughs> hockey yeah. 
Sorry, That's yeah. a good point. It actually is the first restaurant my wife and I ate at 11 years ago when we oh. moved here. So it always has a, a special it place. Does. The owner is from Wisconsin. So he has all this Green Bay Packers stuff up everywhere. And uh, it's right next to a hockey arena, which is why they call it Blue Line. And it's just a great place to be. So we had a great time. And and uh, give my best to your family again and thank well, them we for, for the wonderful time. time. We just really yeah. enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, wonderful. Well, today, Pastor, you know what? Uh, we're here to be in leprosy. Once again, Leviticus leprosy with Lakomsky. So, Pastor, <laughs> can you begin our time in prayer? Oh, Lord, help us. Help us to, to see, because these are your words. That, that's the very first thing we learn, is that these are your words. So help us to see what these words are supposed to say to us, uh, what guidance they can provide, what comfort they give us. Uh, but it has to come from you and your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Reminder to our listeners, if you have any questions for us this morning, give us a call, um, 314-821-0850, 314-821-0850, or send us an email, kfuo at kfuo.org. Now, Pastor, uh, as we said when we collaborated before this, Lucky 13. So I'm trying to think here. Lucky Leviticus Lucky 13 <laughs> Leprosy with Lakomsky. Okay. We're going to keep going. That, that, it's, so <laughs> it's, it's enough. The alliteration. I think we've had enough. No, not at all. I'm just starting here. No, anyway, so, so tell us, how do you want to start us off with Leviticus 13? Well, okay, let's just deal with the whole thing in general. Because honestly, there's not that much in here. and The, the details are pretty much repetitious and what have you. Um, so here's the thing. We know that when we deal with these Old Testament laws, we're supposed to see them as a shadow of Jesus Christ, right? Uh, Colossians, mm -hmm. these are a shadow of the things to come, but the substance belongs to Christ. Hebrews 10, for since the law has but a shadow of the good things to come instead of the true form of these realities. And, and sometimes, Brady, that, that's really easy to do, uh, like the one you blessed me with to start off with, uh, Leviticus 1, which mm -hmm. is all about the sacrifices made to atone for sins. Well, that's easy to see that that's a shadow, okay? Because yeah. we know Christ is the, the once and forever, once and only sacrifice, atonement for sins. Um, now, now, you already let us, you, you had your Christ goggles on right away. <laughs> I noticed that. Because <laughs> you want to lead us down the path of, of leprosy and, and how Jesus deals with that. And you're absolutely mm -hmm. right. Although I would propose a couple of other things here, Brady. Please. Number one, it, it dawned on me that, that maybe we don't even really need to be paying attention to any of these things. Uh, now, let me explain. Uh, the ceremonial laws, I think, are really easy to, to see how they're laying the groundwork for Christ. But when you come across, like, chapter 13, which really seems like a document the CDC would produce, <laughs> isn't this? Mm -hmm. This is kind of mm -hmm. like the CDC's guidelines for handling. You, you almost wonder, well, maybe there isn't anything really spiritual in this. Maybe it is just something practical, uh, something kind of civil, uh, and and... Maybe the only point is to show how different it is to be a Christian 
that that if you're a, an Old Testament Jew, you've got all these rules and regulations. And now Christianity, we, we don't have that. That's not the center. It's not these works we have to do, these rules we perform. But it's faith in Jesus Christ and the forgiveness of sins. And, and even when it comes to the law, it, it's not a whole lot of rules and regulations, but it's just boiled down to two things. Love God with all your heart and mind and soul and love your neighbor as yourself. So I, I was thinking as you've been doing Leviticus, maybe that's all Leviticus is. It's just so that we can see the great contrast between the way our our faith is and, and the way it was uh, back mm -hmm. in the Old Testament. Uh, the, the other approach would be to say there's some wisdom here because these are civil regulations. And and uh, so maybe there's some wise things what they did about infectious diseases that we can learn from. And and we will see that. I, I, I'm advocating for that as we go through. I think there's some really nice, just practical things in terms of dealing with disease. But as you pointed out, no, no, I think you're right. I think this is a very, very powerful uh, uh, reference to Jesus Christ. And you've already alluded to some of the stories that would lead us to that conclusion. Um, so anyway, that would be my, my beginning. I love it. I love it. Because we've spoken about this numerous times, and I want to hear some of your thoughts, is that when we talk about the laws, so we're in Levitical laws, is that you have, really, you would separate those into three. Now, I want to make sure I get these all three right, because sure. some very smart people have told me, and I tend to forget them, but one is a ceremonial law, which we would put into here is a ceremonial law. You do this to be clean. Dr. Kleine will talk about, you do this to be holy. Um, and, and, and that's, and that's an important piece of the Old Testament. Then you have the civil laws, the laws that were needed at that time in order to run a country, if you can say it that way. And then the moral law, which is what we see to be the Ten Commandments. The civil and the ceremonial law we would consider to be fulfilled in Christ, Matthew 5, 17. I didn't come to destroy the law, I came to fulfill it. But the moral law, yes, he's the one that does all the moral law, but it doesn't mean that it's gone because it gets reaffirmed in the New Testament. So first of all, did I say that right? Second of all, uh, what are your thoughts? Okay, and, and that, of course, is the distinction that's always made, and a very wise distinction, uh, because we, we like to point out we don't need to keep the civil laws. Mm -hmm. The moral laws, of, like you say, those are universal laws. Those were not laws just given to the Jews. Uh, they were given to all people of all nations and all times. And then, of course, the ceremonial laws are the ones that most clearly are the shadows, that, mm -hmm. because they're all about sacrifices. And, and as Kleinick said, what you need to do to be holy, which, of course, we now understand you don't need to do anything to be holy. Isn't that crazy? Right. Yeah. <laughs> don't come and tell mm -hmm. me what I need to do to be, because I don't need to do anything, because I have Christ, and in Christ I am holy, and I didn't do a thing. He did it all. Um, mm -hmm. But here's what's neat about this chapter, Brady, and I hadn't thought of it in this light until you, you brought up those three terms. So what in the world is this? Because it almost sounds like a civil law, doesn't it? Because you've got it all does. these. Because we're not we're not going to go looking at people's hair anymore and see whether it's white or black or whatever. That's not part of. Did you get that training in seminary? Did you have the I class? Did not. Where you have to. No. See, we we don't do that. 
Uh, and yet, you're, you're right, it does seem to be a ceremonial law because it deals with the issue of what's clean and unclean, which right. is what the ceremonial laws are all about. Uh, and is it a moral law? Because it has something to do with <laughs> what impacts other people, because if you're a leper and, and you don't do these things, then there's probably going to be a lot of other people that will be lepers. So, I, I, you know, I, those distinctions I really appreciate. And I never mm-hmm. thought of it, honestly, Brady, until this morning. It's all your fault. But well, sometimes those distinctions, those distinctions aren't so easy to make. I, I always thought right. they were, but I'm thinking maybe they're not. Maybe it's not so easy to parse that out. Uh, well, anyway, but I agree and, with uh, you. Yeah, go ahead. And that's why we keep, and, and, and you started us off so well, that's why you keep this idea of a shadow. Um, not, not idea, this is the biblical you know, yeah. proclamation of a shadow. And it comes, leprosy, I think, is something I, I, I often think about too, is often, I remember as a kid, there's a lot of stuff that I just didn't pay attention in church, but I do remember leprosy stories. <laughs> Lepers were always one of those, you're like, what is that? And then you hear just, you know, treat someone like a leper, you know, you, you, you let them go away from everybody. You hear that kind of language. You understand it because you realize, much like Job, that when you start affecting my skin and my ability to be with other people, that this is the ultimate form of showing that there's there's a uncleanliness or that we are not clean and that we need to be made clean, which I think once again is a shadow of Christ. So I think there's a lot of stories that we remember when it comes to leprosy, which is why I thought chapter 13 was something I'm not enjoying the whole detail of it, but I'm enjoying the reality of the cleanliness part of it that realize we need to be made clean. So last thoughts before we dig in. No, let's go at it. Let's go at it. All right. So we'll begin in verses 1 through 8. Reminder, we have a lot of verses, so we'll be doing quite a few at a time. Uh, We'll be reading from the English Standard Version, Leviticus chapter 13. The Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron, saying, When a person has on the skin of his body a swelling or an eruption or a spot, and it turns into a case of leprous disease on the skin of his body, Then he shall be brought to Aaron, the priest, or to one of his sons, the priests. And the priest shall examine the diseased area on the skin of his body. And if the hair in the diseased area has turned white and disease appears to be deeper than the skin of his body, it is a case of leprous disease. When the priest has examined him, he shall pronounce him unclean. But if the spot is white in the skin of his body and appears no deeper than the skin, and the hair in it has not turned white, the priest shall shut up the diseased person for seven days. And the priest shall examine him on the seventh day. And if in his eyes the disease is checked and the disease has not spread in the skin, then the priest shall shut him up for another seven days. And the priest shall examine him again on the seventh day. And if the diseased area has faded and the disease has not spread in the skin, then the priest shall pronounce him clean. It is only an eruption. And he shall wash his clothes and be clean. And if the eruption spreads in the skin after he has shown himself to the priest for his cleansing, he shall appear again before the priest. And the priest shall look, and if the eruption has spread in the skin, then the priest shall pronounce him unclean. It is a leprous disease. 
Now, this is, I mean, like I said, there's going to be a repeat throughout our time. And you said that so well, because that's a good reminder for you, our listeners, to be patient as we go through this. Don't don't try to get every single term correct, but also to realize the intricate nature of the importance of a priest and his work among God's people for cleanliness and, and the details that go into it. So, Pastor, what are your first thoughts? Well, I, I think the first thing we have to note is the very first phrase, the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron. So as we were debating about, well, what is this and how, how much should we be concerned about it? Uh, and that phrase in itself kind of catches our attention. Uh, this is not a document coming from the CDC. Uh, this is not some civil legislation that we might have read from the Babylonian or the Assyrians or, or whatever other great empire there was. But this is the Lord speaking. And when the Lord speaks, you probably should pay attention. <laughs> mm, yep. Okay. Amen. Uh, and, and, you know, I, I just want to throw out something that I, I don't think people think about. Um, you know, Israel is really an insignificant nation when it comes to world history. You know, if most world histories, if it wasn't for Christianity and, and for the Jewish faith, they wouldn't even get a mention in history books. It's it's the Babylonians, it's the Persians, it's the Assyrians. I mean, these are the big empires. And isn't it interesting, we don't have any of their holy books. But no one bothers to read their holy books or to study them or have, have a, a, a Bible study uh, daily about them. And yet, for some reason, the, the holy book of the Old Testament people is still here intact mm. and people study it all the time so that in itself i think should cause us to kind of marvel when you ask the question should we look at leviticus well it's it's it stood the test of time it's still around where all these other things are long gone and forgotten um the second thing as you said uh, this is all about leprosy and and you read the commentaries i know you do <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, yeah. and, and, and you now did you read did you read the the the, the leviticus commentary you yeah, I mean, I'm I'm plowing yeah. through it right now. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah. So, I'm, so I'm, how yeah. does how does how does Kleinick uh, take this? Does he say that this is actually leprosy? Because I know most modern commentaries say, well, it's some kind of skin disease, but it's probably not leprosy as we know it. Did he comment on that at all? Uh, you know, I didn't find anything. He didn't go into a lot of those details, as far as I know. There is. Um, he, he does talk. The main emphasis for him is it's obvious that it was unclean. So he, yeah, 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 I think he definitely would say it was leprosy, but that's not really his focus per se, trying to parse that out. So I don't okay, know. I, if somebody out there is reading it and they want to disagree, because, you know, I read for certain things, I might have missed that. So write in or call in and let me know if I'm wrong. So go ahead. Well, you know, I've got the three different versions of the, the uh, Lutheran commentary that were put out as, as notes to the Bibles. You know, they put out mm-hmm. three different editions. Each one had its own notes. There's some overlap. Uh, and all of those commented that it's probably not what we call leprosy. And, and it's just some kind of skin disease. And of course, the argument that in favor of that is at the end of this chapter, we've got we've got your clothing being leprous. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, obviously that's not <laughs> the disease we're talking about. Uh, right. Uh, so, right. So most commentators say this is just some kind of generic skin disease. But, you know, the more I think about it, uh, and again, man, you're making me think. Would you quit doing that, Brady? It's early I, in the I, morning. I'm not trying. Apparently, <laughs> apparently, to the people in the Old Testament or New Testament, they knew what it was. 
Right. There was no confusion with them because, like you say, it's a term that is used repeatedly in the Old Testament, repeatedly in the New Testament. So it must have been some very particular kind of, not just some generic skin disease. And, and in fact, the specificity that we have here in terms of how you determine if someone's clean or unclean, uh, um, you know, that's really clear, too. Well, well, anyway, we got some disease. We may not know what it is. They certainly knew what it is. And it was something that had clear uh, definition in terms of determining whether, and, and Kleine points out, that's the issue. Because this is not just that you're sick, you're now unclean, which of course mm-hmm. is a whole host of things that you've been talking about that make us unclean. But Kleinig's right, that's going to be the big thing, but I want to talk about that a little bit later, uh, when we get and, the consequences of being unclean. Right, and there is an emphasis of, this is not, an like for example, when they talked about not eating the blood, or drinking the blood, yeah. or touching the carcass, well those are things you can prevent. You know, when you talk about purification after childbirth, well, okay, all right, well, I, ha- I had a child, I'm going to have to do this, this, and this. Well, leprosy, and this is an emphasis, you did not try to get leprosy. You know, this is something that came upon you. And I think this is something that we can evaluate, not in the same, and I'm not going to compare COVID to leprosy. But there is that realization of, wait, I can have a disease. I didn't try to get this disease. I didn't go to the bar. I didn't, you know go around licking, uh, licking uh, handrails or something. You know, I didn't try to do this, and yet I got it. <laughs> You're doing and, what? <laughs> yeah, well, Remind no, me I never to I go didn't. eat with you again. <laughs> exactly, You're licking. That's right. Oh, you didn't Jake, lick the handrail. Okay. You wanna sh- I did not lick the handrails in the <laughs> mall right. or something like that, you know. So it's something that you do not try no. to get, but yet you got it. And, and so for some of us, um, you got quarantined. You know, and yeah. then therefore yeah. people are kind of scared of you. So there's a certain a part of this that we can understand in the COVID world. And we see the same results. If they if you're not quite sure, you know, quarantine them for seven days and then reevaluate, quarantine them. And if it's this, then it's this. If it's not that, then it's this. And so it kind of goes back and forth. And we can understand that isolation. That's one aspect I, I was thinking about that they went through. And with Jesus in Luke 17, is because COVID kind of gave us a glimpse of that in a whole different way. But yet people did, where they're like, now I'm scared of you, even though with leprosy they saw it. But here, COVID, you didn't see it. But it reminds us again that we live in a broken, unclean world. Last thoughts before we move on? Well, and, 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 and see, I think that's some of the practical things here. Uh, it, it tickled me that so you had a 14-day quarantine, which my wife was exposed, uh, uh, and, and that's what she had to do. 14 days I couldn't sleep with her, which was the mm-hmm. longest 14 days of my life. So, yeah, that right. tickles me. That, so they, but, but I think what's also cool here is that we're not jumping to the conclusion that you've got leprosy. Right. Right. Uh, well, maybe right. it might be really obvious. Okay, and it is sometimes with COVID, really, really obvious. But other times, well, no, we 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 reexamine and we give a time for quarantine, because as we move on, the result of you having leprosy is terrible, horrible. Mm-hmm. I think it's the worst thing that could possibly happen to a person. But I think there's something to be learned from that too. That as Christians. It's best for us to be patient and and not to judge right away. Uh, maybe we need to look things over, just like the priest looks things over here before we make some final uh, consequences and judgments. But yeah, I'm I'm ready to move on unless there's. Let's keep moving. Got. Yeah. Nine through seventeen, we continue. 
Oh, it's, when a I'm man sorry, is a f- Brady. And you know, Brady, I know I do wait, this to wait, you all the time. I'm you, sorry. You, okay, but you said it this time. You you were done. I know, I know. I, I take full blame. <laughs> but I forgot to point out that isn't it interesting that even if the guy is determined to be clean, he still has to wash his clothes. Ah, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just thought that was it. So, okay, so you don't have leprosy. We're, we're, you know, we've put all the tests there. You've passed them. But you still probably should go wash your clothes. <laughs> okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, right. Okay, so we'll keep moving. Actually, I'm going to go 9 through 23. Okay. When a man is afflicted with a leprous disease, he shall be brought to the priest, and the priest shall look. And if there is a white swelling in the skin that he has turned the hair white and has turned the hair white, and there is a raw flesh in the swelling, it is a chronic leprous disease in the skin of his body, and the priest shall pronounce him unclean. He shall not shut him up, for he is unclean. And if a leprous disease breaks out in the skin, so that the leprous disease covers all the skin of the diseased person from head to foot, so far as the priest can see, then the priest shall look, and if the leprous disease has covered all his body, he shall pronounce him clean of the disease, It has turned white, it has all turned white, and he is clean. But when raw flesh appears on him, he shall be unclean. And the priest shall examine the raw flesh and pronounce him unclean. Raw flesh is unclean, for it is a leprous disease. But if the raw flesh recovers and turns white again, then he shall come to the priest. And the priest shall examine him, and if the disease has turned white, then the priest shall pronounce the diseased person clean, he is clean. If there is in the skin of his bo- one's body a boil, and it heals, and in the place of the boil there comes a white swelling or a reddish white spot, then it shall be shown to the priest. And the priest shall look, and if it appears deeper than the skin, and its hair has turned white, then the priest shall pronounce him unclean. It is a case of leprous disease that has broken out in the boil. But if the priest examines it and there is no white hair in it, and it is not deeper than the skin, but has faded, then the priest shall shut him up seven days. And if it spreads in the skin, then the priest shall pronounce him unclean. It is a disease. But if the spot remains in one place and does not spread, it is a scar of a boil, and the priest shall pronounce him clean." So sometimes this feels like a medical book, and this is why I deeply respect our medical professionals because they have to study these kind of things when they're going through and they're trying to figure things out. They have to go through their list. Um, And so it feels like, like you said, something from the CDC. But once again, this is from the Lord to Moses and Aaron. So your thoughts on those verses? We have about two minutes left. Okay, uh, to be honest with you, Brady, no, <laughs> I, I don't. Uh, other than the fact that we get all this detail again, and and the fact that well, maybe it's not leprosy, maybe it's just a boil, uh, or maybe it's just some other kind of skin injury, and so we need to check it out and see what happens, and see whether it spreads and whether it gets better, and all of that stuff. Uh, but I think when we get back is where we get to the heart of this whole thing about what makes leprosy different than other skin disease and where we mm. definitely begin to see the shadow and the application that it has to us and certainly to Jesus Christ, who, as you already alluded, is the guy who heals lepers. <laughs> okay. And it, it, uh, you brought you brought this forward. And I think, you know, I have to rethink about what you all said. Um, but But one of the realities here is the patience piece of trying to evaluate what's going on. Okay, so what is this disease? And and the side of that is, okay, we have to be patient 
And the way to become patient with somebody is to understand maybe just a glimpse of how they're feeling. Yeah. So, for example, if you've been exposed to COVID, is an example of this. There's, an, I had one person who was diagnosed who had tested positive, and they were coughing and doing these other things. And they said the issue is not so much the coughing because I've coughed my whole life, um, but the issue is the fear and anxiety of will this cough turn into something else? Will this turn into that? Could this be this? And then your mind starts running, especially if you look up on the internet and try to find out what it is, because then it gets even worse. <laughs> is you go through that whole list and you go through the worst case scenario. And this goes into the spiritual care and the care for your loved ones, care for your Christians, brothers and sisters, and just your neighbor is what are they going through? And just reading this, if somebody were to have a boil and they read through this, they would be left with, I might have leprosy and then I'm going to be unclean and then I'm going to be away from my family and then I'm going to be away from the, go down the whole list. So that, I think this really captures the anxiety that could be captured, that, that could be there, would be there for these people. But pastor, we have to go on our break. I'm going to take the break right now. Um, we are studying Leviticus chapter 13 with pastor John Lekomsky and we'll be right back. Did you know that Lutherans are helping new American immigrants get settled? How about struggling church workers in need of support and refreshment? And we assist at-risk children and provide disaster response to hurricane victims. Through LCMS recognized service organizations, we are doing all this and more. I'm Rahema Kavuga of Lutheran Church Extension Fund, and I don't want you to miss out on hearing what your brothers and sisters in Christ are up to. Visit interesttime.org to see how your support gives life to these works of mercy and love. Spanish-speaking Lutherans bring the gospel to their family, friends, and neighbors. This September 15 through October 15, the Lutheran Church Missouri Senate celebrates National Hispanic Heritage Month. Visit lcms.org and learn about historical people and modern evangelists who bring the good news to 460 million people who speak Spanish as their native language. Los luteranos hispanos parlantes comparten las buenas nuevas con sus familiares, amigos y vecinos. Entre el 15 de septiembre y el 15 de octubre, las congregaciones de la Iglesia Luterana, Sínodo de Missouri, celebran el Mes Nacional de la Herencia Hispana. Visite nuestro sitio web, lcms.org, y aprenda sobre los primeros misioneros que sembraron las buenas nuevas en español y los evangelistas modernos que llevan el evangelio a los 460 millones de personas que hablan español como lengua materna. Welcome back. We are studying Leviticus chapter 13 with Pastor John Lekomsky. And Pastor, I, 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 one of the, one of the, something that really came up in my, in my heart as I was reading this was that reality of when we deal with each other, we have to be patient. And part of that is we will never be able to capture the anxiety levels of somebody else or to understand fully the grief that they're going through. But we can be as sympathetic or empathetic as much as we possibly can and pray that the Lord would give us patience. Any thoughts on that as we go through this list of leprosy and the implications of that? 
Okay, so so the two things that occurred to me as I was listening to your closing comment is number one, I, I think we do have a beautiful picture of love, of what it means to love someone in this text. That again, we, we, we oh my God, he might have COVID. I don't want anything to do with him. No, 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 no. Uh, that there's care and there's concern and, and there's, there's a, a reluctance to come to, to judgment. Um, and, and also this, this I, and here's the other thing though, you got to realize the reason why the scripture gives us such great detail in terms of this diagnosis is because if you are found to be leprous, it's not like it is with COVID where you might be isolated for 14 days. No, you, you're gone. You're out. You're, you're, well, we'll see that you're outside the camp. So you're excluded from your family. And more importantly, you're excluded from God. Uh, and, and we'll talk about that in a moment, that we need to see that leprosy, whatever it might have been, they knew what it was, we're not sure, whatever it mm -hmm. was, it was a curse. It was a curse, and they believe it was a curse from God. So that's why you have all, see, why do we need these details? Well, we don't need these details because we're not going to be doing it, but they did, because if you were found to be uh, with leprosy, then you were under the wrath of God. But we'll talk more about that as we move on. So we move forward. We'll go 24 through 37. We'll keep plowing along. And and a reminder, if you have any questions on these, you can call us or send us an email. Um, I don't know if we're going to be able to answer them. This is why it'd be interesting if there's ever been a doctor that has done a lot of research on leprosy at this time range to have him on or her on um, to be able to study this. But right now, this is what we have. So we go back into God's word, 24 through 37. Or when the body has burn has a burn on skin, and the raw flesh of the burn becomes a spot, reddish white or white, the priest shall examine it. And if the hair in the spot has turned white and it appears deeper than the skin, then it is a leprous disease. It is broken out in the burn, and the priest shall pronounce him unclean. It is a case of leprous disease. But if the priest examines it, and there's no white hair in the spot, and no deeper than the skin, but has faded, the priest shall shut him up seven days. And the priest shall examine him the seventh day. It is the spreading in the, if it is the spreading in the skin, then the priest shall pronounce him unclean. It is a case of leprous disease. But if the spot remains in one place, and does not spread in the skin, but has faded, it is a swelling from the burn. And the priest shall pronounce him clean, for it is a scar of the burn. When a man or a woman has a disease on the head or the beard, the priest shall examine the disease. And if it appears deeper than the skin, and the hair in it is yellow and thin, then the priest shall pronounce him unclean. It is an itch, a leprous disease of the head or the beard. And the priest examines the itching disease, and it appears no deeper than the skin, and there's no black hair in it. Then the priest shall shut up the person with the itching disease for seven days. And on the seventh day, the priest shall examine the disease. If the itch is not spread, and there is not ye no yellow hair, and the itch appears to be no deeper than the skin, then he shall shave himself, but the itch he shall not shave. And the priest shall shut up the person with the itch and disease for another seven days. And the seventh day, the priest shall examine the itch. And if the itch has not spread in the skin, and it appears to be no deeper than the skin, then the priest shall pronounce him clean. And he shall wash his clothes, wash his clothes and be clean. And if the itch spreads in the skin after his cleansing, then the priest shall examine him. And if the itch has spread in the skin and the priest need not seek for the yellow hair, he is unclean. 
But if in his eyes the itch is unchanged and the black hair has grown in it, the itch is healed and he is clean, and the priest shall pronounce him clean. I'm going to take a little breather here, Pastor. What do you think in those verses? Well, of course, you've got the whole business of the quarantine uh, again. Uh, you have the whole business that even if you're found clean, you still probably need to do some kind of ceremonial washing, right? There needs to be something mm-hmm. that needs to be done. Um, and, and also this this point that it's hard to determine. There's a lot of things that happen on people's skins, right? They, they get burns, they get bruises, they get boils. But is this leprosy? No, no, we got to be sure. We got to be sure. So there, and, and I just, like I said, I think overall, <laughs> you can just look at that in terms of Christian love, that we should be quick to judge. We should, oh, we know that guy's doing, no, no, we we need to give people opportunities. We need to examine things. We need to be careful before we make any kind of judges. Uh, um, so, uh, and yet we still, sometimes we still need to do the things of cleaning, even if even if maybe we aren't really unclean, but it's still good to, 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 to show that we understand we are sinners and we need to do the things that show repentance, even if maybe we haven't committed a particular sin of, of murder or adultery or stealing this week. Uh, but I really want to get on to the rest of the stuff because the good stuff comes later. <laughs> okay, so we'll keep going. <laughs> Verses 38, and I'll go through 52 as we keep moving along. When a man or woman has spots on the skin of the body, white spots, the priest shall look. And if the spots on the skin of the body are of a dull white, it is leucoderma and has broken down out of the skin, he is clean. If a man's hair falls out of his head, he is bald, he is clean. Well, I'm going to stop there for a moment. This would be yeah. a uh, amen for many men. See, look at this. <laughs> I have no hair. I'm bald. I am clean. What do you think about that? <laughs> Honestly, Brady, your mind, mind and yours is working the same way. At least if there's nothing else in Leviticus 13, we know that it's not a sin to be bald. <laughs> there you go. We got it now. Okay. <laughs> Verse 41. And, right. and if Bald a men around hair... the world are rejoicing. Go ahead. Hey, and let's talk all the way to 52. Can we stop? Can we stop with uh, verse 46? I will do it. And if okay. a man's hair falls out from his forehead, he is, has baldness of the forehead. He is clean. But if there is on the bald head or the bald forehead a reddish, white diseased area, it is a leprous disease breaking out on his bald head or his bald forehead. Then the priest shall examine him, and if the disease swelling is reddish, white, on the bald head or on his bald forehead, like the appearance of leprous disease in the skin of the body, he is a leprous man, he is unclean. The priest shall pronounce him unclean, his disease is on his head. The leprous person who has a disease shall wear torn clothes and let the hair of his head hang loose, and he shall cover his upper lip and cry out, unclean, unclean and he shall remain unclean as long as he has a disease he is unclean he shall live alone his dwelling shall be outside the camp so pastor we have some unique transition here what do you have yeah well so this is the crucial passage he is unclean he shall live alone his dwelling shall be outside the camp um, if, if we're scratching our heads, why, why this incessant detail and quarantines and everything? Uh, because as you already pointed out earlier, Brady, this is not like normal uncleanness. Uh, there's all kinds of things that can make you unclean ceremonially, and it basically requires you to be isolated for a while, uh, and then you do the various ceremonies, and then you're back, you're back. 
Uh, but this particular disease leaves you totally isolated. And since there is no known cure for leprosy, I believe even in our day, I don't think there's a cure for leprosy. That's a really sad situation, isn't it? To be mm-hmm. isolated from your people, isolated from God. And of course, so naturally, I think we're going to take a lot of time before we make this pronouncement, the priest pronouncing uh, that a man is a leper. Uh, before we get into that further, though, I do, I want to say something that's going to get me in trouble. Okay, Brady? <laughs> well, I might so, get in trouble too, so be careful with your words. Well, I'm just saying it's not Brady's fault. Okay, don't blame <laughs> Brady. Send your, send your emails to me. But it is interesting that if you were a leper, one of the things you were supposed to do is wear a mask. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> and, 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 you know, I, I got a lot of Christian friends and, and they, they, uh, freedom, freedom. We got freedom, whether we should wear a mask or not. And I'm thinking, well, you know, I'm not going to argue with you. Uh, but, but I don't know that that's actually in the Christian vocabulary. Uh, the only freedom we know as Christians is that we, we are free spiritually because of Jesus Christ, which is to say, don't need to do a thing. We talked about that earlier. If the mm-hmm. issue is cleanliness, we don't need to do a thing spiritually. That's all been done by Jesus. We are free from all of these rules and laws you've been talking about these last few days. But as far as people is concerned, what did Luther say? We are to be servant and slave to all. And and I hope people understand that you don't wear a mask for you, you wear a mask for other people, because that's the problem with this COVID. It's not like leprosy. There's no clear sign or evidence that you have it. Lots of people are asymptomatic. So you're wearing the mask to keep other people from getting sick, just like a leper had to cover up over his lower lip. So anyway, that's my editorial comment, and I will leave it at that. Very good. Okay. So as we now, look at this, we did get a yeah. question I wanted to, to address here, and I think it's a good yeah. a good distinction and for us to think about. Maybe we want to talk about it later too, but I want to put it out here is when we speak about leprosy, would how would we see the robes of righteousness and the garments of salvation being a remedy of leprosy, or how would you make that distinction of that? And I guess you say a spiritual. Uh, righteousness or garment of salvation? Any thoughts on on that question? Does that make well, sense? Could could we could we wait on that? That's what I'm, that I I want right? to make sure I put it out there so I didn't okay. forget. Yeah, but yeah. No. Okay. Uh, because I think that's what we have to understand. Um, leprosy is a different disease in the Bible mm-hmm. uh, than other illnesses. Okay, and the Jewish mindset: if you were a leper, you had been punished by God. Now, the best I know, they didn't make that assumption about other illnesses. You know, they understood, like Job, you have afflictions. That happens. And it doesn't mean that you necessarily did one particular thing wrong. It's not like God is punishing you for some particular sin you committed. It's just part of our condition. But they really did regard leprosy as a direct punishment from God. Uh, And and they believed it was because you had... um, uh, slandered someone. Can I can I share with you a quote from from the rabbis because mm-hmm. I thought this Please. was interesting. Please. Okay, it says um, uh, this is a comment by the uh, Rashi, who's a very famous rabbi on this particular passage. He shall dwell isolated, meaning uh, that other unclean people shall not abide with him. 
Our sages say, why is he different from other unclean people? Why must he remain isolated? Because that's the problem. Here, here you're, you're isolated. That doesn't happen with other uncleanliness except for a short time. Since with his slander, he caused the separation, i.e. a rift between man and wife or between man and his fellow, he too shall be separated from society. Uh, speaking derogatorily of others is the consequence. That's why you had leprosy. Um, and that seems strange to us, <laughs> and yet they're getting it from the Bible, because, uh, you know, Miriam, right? Miriam mm -hmm. is struck with leprosy by God. Why? Because she, she bad-mouthed her brother Moses. To, uh, oh, what yes. kind of a guy is he? He married a, he married a, what was it, a Moabite woman, I think it was, or a Cushite, a Cushite woman. Oh, a my Cushite. goodness. Yep. Yeah. Um, and, and of course, they could have used other examples because we have King Uzziah, uh, you know, who, who tried to burn incense in the temple when that was the priest's duty, not the king's duty. He gets struck with leprosy. Uh, they could have used Elisha's servant. Remember, Elisha said to Naaman, oh, I don't need anything from you. This is just a gift of God's grace. And his servant thought, well, hey, if, if Elisha doesn't want something, I'll take something. And he comes up and he says, oh, my master changed his mind. He, he'd like some money. You got some nice robes? We'll take that. And so for his greed, he also is struck with, with uh, uh, leprosy. And that's what they regarded in the New Testament, too. If you were a leper, you had done something particularly evil and wicked. And that's why you're a leper. So we need to understand that, uh, that mm. to be declared a leper is to be, it's to say that God is punishing you for some particular thing you did wrong. Um, and see, which, that's which turns us all around. It's no longer a medical issue. It's now a spiritual issue. Right. And, and to be it, to to step it up a notch of to yeah. say unclean, unclean while you are walking around or whatever it might be, that not only is this person sick, but they did something unclean in order to get it. So they, they not only would be what we call it, he's like a leper, you know, being thrown away or she's like a leper thrown away in the outskirts of society. But also they are. They are theologically, they are spiritually unclean as well, because that's why they have this disease. So it was a double, a double whammy. I mean, this is high octane judgment upon this individual from what they would say from the Lord and also just based on um, society as well. So this, I mean, that goes into that whole patience thing and the anxieties and the fears that people would have. Uh, which would be so high. So any last thoughts before we move on? What, 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 Brady, man, th thank you, because that's a profound insight. Unclean, unclean. That was what they had. And, and, and mm -hmm. you're right. See, we don't hear that. We're thinking, okay, it's just they're telling us, I might have COVID, so keep your distance. No, no, no. Right. Man, you're no. absolutely right, Brady. You're saying, I'm outside. I'm no longer part of the community. Yeah. I'm no longer mm -hmm. part of the people of God. I'm unclean because you can't be with God and be unclean. And I will add one more note that they, they particularly thought this was a terrible uh, sin and, and wrath of God because this is what the Lord did to the people of Egypt. From Deuteronomy 28, the Lord will strike you with the boils of Egypt and with tumors and scabs and itch of which you cannot be healed. So, so yeah, thanks for pointing out to us that, the, the, well, they just wouldn't have had anything to do with you. And, and isn't that what the Bible That's tells it. us? We shouldn't have anything to do with you because you're unclean. You're, you're outside of everything, the community, and even God himself. 
Right, right. And that's but, but, just a reminder of, of when Jesus speaks to the lepers, why they yelled it out from a long ways away and why the only thing they could say was, Lord, have mercy on us. That's all they had. That's all they had. Go ahead. And, and yet this is where Jesus comes in now, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Right? Absolutely. Because yep. what does Jesus do when the, the, the what, well, sometimes the lepers don't stay away from him. Sometimes the lepers come up yep. close to him. And yet, what does he do? And behold, a leper came to him and knelt before him. This is Matthew 8. Now, thank you, because I hadn't thought about that either. This this shouldn't be happening. This leper shouldn't be kneeling right in front of him, saying, Lord, if you will, you will make me clean. And what does Jesus do? Oh, man, this is so powerful. And Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him, Brady, touched him, saying, I will be clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed, see? So if you're wrestling with a sin that has made you feel like you're outside of the community, maybe even made you feel like, well, how could God possibly love? How could God possibly forgive me? And you know, we all are that kind of sinner if we really realize it. But that's the beautiful teaching. Jesus is the one you can come to. You can come right up to him. You don't have to stand at a distance. And Jesus will treats you and touch you, and he does touch us in his word and in his supper. And he says, we're clean. We're clean. We really are. Immediately, the leprosy was clean. Um, and, and you've brought out the story about the ten lepers. And, of course, that has such a neat conclusion, too, doesn't it, Brady? Because it ends with Jesus answering, we're not ten cleansed. Where are the nine? Was no mm-hmm. one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? And yeah. he said to him, rise and go your way, your faith has made you well. And, and now we begin to see it's not just about physical healing. God feel he'll, he does it all the time. There's hundreds of people that are being healed, thousands of people, millions of people, and they're all being healed by the grace of God, although he hides behind doctors and medicines and hospitals, but he's doing the healing. But no, this is what it's all about. He wants to give us this faith, as you talked about earlier, this, this, and it is the robe of righteousness, isn't it? It is the thing that covers mm-hmm. up the sin, or, or even better, it's the blood that cleanses the sin. But uh, you're, you're right. Uh, this, this is a powerful, powerful shadow. Once you realize that you're a leper, <laughs> if you don't right. think you're a leper, you're wondering, why am I bothering with this stuff? But once you realize you're the one that should be crying out, unclean, unclean, and then you know what Jesus has done for you, well, okay. Yeah, what a beautiful gospel teaching that is. And like I said before, it goes into Naaman, is this understanding of that it can happen to anybody. I mean, the un- yeah. the uncleanliness is, uh, uh, is is everybody. I mean, this is not just, uh, you know, your, your, your peasants, uh, someone who doesn't have money, doesn't have a job, or a homeless person. This is someone who can be at the top of the, of the you know, top of the heap, if you will, and all of a sudden they are thrown aside, and Lord has mercy on them. He has mercy on this. I love that story from Matthew 8, because in uh, there's a, a play down in Branson that is Jesus. It just goes through kind of the life of Jesus. And there is that moment where this leper comes out, and it's a, it's a play, so it's a lot of theatrics with it. But you see that very visible. Jesus is standing there. The, the disciples are behind him. This man comes forward, and they go, he has leprosy. And they're just trying to pull Jesus away from him. And they're just all trying to stay a distance away. And the guy kneels, and Jesus touches him. And people go this, oh, you know, moment. It captures it beautifully. And that really should see us today, that this man comes forward, unclean, unclean, Lord, have mercy on me. That's us before the Lord. And the Lord always 
has mercy on account of Christ. But Pastor, we need to keep moving forward. I want to read the rest of ours and to wrap well, things just, together. Just, just yeah, one, one thing before we do that. You brought up Naaman. And, and of course, the interesting thing about Naaman is he didn't need to be a leper to be unclean. He right, was unclean. Right. He was he a was pagan. Unclean, right? Yeah, yeah, he was right, unclean. He didn't right. need a leprosy to unclean. And yet, see, there's the beautiful thing there. <laughs> God heals him. See? Yeah, you're right. Wow. So anybody can be a leper, and anybody, in fact, God wants to heal everybody who has the, the disease of leprosy. That is the disease of, of sin. Yeah. Of sin. So well, let's keep moving here. And, and, and he wants what, to do it by making us clean, and he does make us clean. That's, that's the thing. We're clean in Jesus Christ. All right, finish it up here, Brady. Here we go. <laughs> when, verse 47. When there is a case of leprous disease in a garment, whether a woolen or a linen garment, in warp or wolf of linen or wool or in a skin and anything made of skin, if the disease is greenish or reddish in the garment or the skin or in the warp or the wolf or in any article made of skin, is a case of leprous disease. And it should be shown to the priest. And if the priest shall examine the disease and shut up that which the disease for seven days, then he'll examine the disease on the seventh day. If the disease has spread in the garment, in the warp or the wolf or in the skin, whatever be the use of the skin, the disease is a persistent leper's disease, it is unclean. And he shall burn the garment or the warp or the wolf, the wool or the linen or article made by the skin that is diseased, for it is a persistent leper's disease, it shall be burned in the fire. And, the, and if the priest examines and if the disease has not spread in the garment, in the warp or the wolf or in any article made of skin, then the priest shall command that they wash the thing in which the disease and he shall shut it up for another seven days. And the priest shall examine the diseased thing after it has been washed. And if the appearance of the diseased area has not changed, though disease has not spread, it is unclean. You shall burn it in the fire, whether it is rot on the back or on the front. But if the priest examines and if the disease area has faded after it has been washed, he shall tear it out of the garment or the skin or the warp or the wolf. Then it appears again in the garment and the warp or the wolf or in any article made of skin. It is a spreading. You shall burn with the fire whatever has a disease. But the garment or the warp or the wolf or any article made of the skin from which the disease departs when you have washed it shall then be washed a second time and be clean. This is a law for a case of leprous disease in a garment or a wool of wool or linen, either in the warp or the wool or any other article made of skin to determine whether it is clean or unclean. This is the word of the Lord. <laughs> yes. yes. So, so, Pastor, as we look at this, I do want to get to this question, kind of seeing that connection. And you, you alluded to it at the end. Actually, you proclaimed it, but just very shortly is, OK, robes of righteousness that we see in the scriptures, the garments of salvation. How does that relate to this understanding of leprosy? Maybe then and, and also today. So, so honestly, Brady, I hadn't I hadn't thought about that connection. Me neither. But but mm -hmm. I think you you have a great point uh, that now we have a leprosy that comes in the clothing, uh, which of course is why we know it's probably not 
the word here isn't exactly what we would think of leprosy, but 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 you're right. Uh, the fact that that brings us to another New Testament analogy, where Christ provides us with the robes. Right, we're invited to a wedding feast, and and He gives us the robes to wear, so we can get into that feast. Because you know you mm. can't get into most of those highfalutin restaurants unless you're properly dressed. Well, mm-hmm. He gives us the proper clothes. If our clothes have holes in it, maybe we've had to cut some things out because of the of our warp and woof isn't what it should be uh so i think that's a nice that's a nice uh, parallel there to think that we do have the robes of righteousness again given to us not the result of our work or our effort not because we kept some list of rules and regulations about fabric in leviticus 13 but but by faith in jesus christ and i do think it's interesting that the chapter concludes with those words clean or unclean which as you pointed out and as Kleinig points out that's what this book is all about do you know that six 64% of the use of that word unclean are found in Leviticus in numbers. Okay. Interesting. So, yeah. so it's a big, big concern. And I would, one final point I would make the other book that uses those terms a lot is Ezekiel. And in Ezekiel, when he talks about uncleanness, he's primarily talking about idolatry. That's what makes people unclean is their idolatry. So I just throw that in as an extra thought here, too, that that's what sin does. Sin is actually a breaking away from God. It's a worship of another God, and that's why it requires an exclusion. That seems harsh, but no, it, 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 it's it's disease. It spreads, right? What did Jesus say? Beware of the, the leaven of the Pharisees. Paul says, cleanse out the old leaven, uh, you know, because we don't want that old leaven in there, that idolatry. But uh, the point is, of course, that we can be restored and healed, because please note, Miriam is healed. You know, uh, mm-hmm. Moses has the power to heal too, right? He has a he pulls his hand out and it's leprosy. He puts his hand back in and it comes out yeah. clean. And and most importantly, Jesus, Jesus, the one that heals all leprosy. Uh, so anyway, yeah. So as we look at this, we have about a minute left here, Pastor. How would you summarize this chapter and how it relates to today? Your final thoughts. Well, okay. I, I mean, I think there's a lot of practical things in here we can learn about dealing with infectious diseases, uh, but I think that's not what it's about. It's about the fact that there is a disease that we all have, and we, we need to realize that it should separate us. It should, se- And sometimes it does. It separates us from our brothers. We get angry and we, we, we are divided from them. But, but what Christ wants to do is he wants to bring us back to God. He wants to bring us back together with each other as uh, brothers in the faith. And he does that by what you had to do for a leper. You had to cleanse them. That's the only way you can bring them back. They have to be cleansed. There's no other alternative, and Jesus does do that. Uh, and, and I appreciate the idea of the, the robes of righteousness being part mm-hmm. of that, or the cleansing with water, as we have in this text, or the blood that we've talked about before that must be sacrificed. Uh, so all of those images are the same, that we need to be forgiven. That's what it's all about. Pastor John Lekomsky, co-host of Wrestling with the Basics, giving us God's strong word from Leviticus chapter 13. Pastor Lekomsky, thank you again for being our guest. Thank you, Bray. It's always fun visiting with you. 
Saints of our Lord, we need to be made clean. We might not have leprosy, but we do have sin. As it says, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. This is who we are. We may not see it, but we know it is there. And our Lord, by his righteousness, gives us his robes of righteousness and his garments of salvation that he has won for us on the cross. For that, we see the shadow and we see it fully clear in him. I'm your host, Brady Fenner, and pastor of Messiah Lutheran Church in Sartell, Minnesota. Thank you for joining us, and the Lord keep you safe in the palm of his hands.